Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Yes, and welcome to the Dogcast this morning, um, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, Sean Matheson, the Racing Manager for GRSA, and I'm joined in the studio by our Twitter man, Todd Gray, who's going to help us out to go through all the week in review and the week ahead in what's going to be a, a big week in Greyhound Racing in South Australia. Welcome to the Dogcast, Todd. Thank you very much. It's good to be back. Giddy up. This is going to be a massive week ahead of us. It sure is. I mean, coming up on today's show, we're going to review the week that was in SA Greyhound Racing, including the five fantastic heats of the Gawler Gold Cup run yesterday at Gawler. We'll also then preview the big race on Sunday night, Group 3 level. What an outstanding race we have. We had the box draw last night at the Industry Seminar held at the Gawler Greyhound Racing Club. And we'll have uh, our interview with trainer Ken Trowbridge. Ken's been able to get two greyhounds into the Gawler um, Gold Cup final, so it'll be interesting to get his thoughts around Axel Footloose and Jack Gap back. So our huge show awaits us. The Week in Review. Okay, well, the Week in Review is brought to you by the 2019 Gawler Gold Cup this Sunday, November 3, at the Gawler Greyhound Racing Track with gates opening at 4.30. A great night's entertainment is trackside, including food vans, the bar, live band and free amusements for all the kids and just a gold coin donation to Rotary um, to get in. And, Todd, the Gawler Gold Cup um, comes around every year. This time of year, it's going to be nice weather. Um, it's always a meeting that um, a, a lot of people want to get to. Yeah, and a lot of people do. Um, they, put, they set their dogs for this race. It's a big accolade to kind of have, a good trophy to have in the cabinet. I um, mean, last year we had Honcho Minelli, we had Windmill Hayes. I mean, all these dogs have went on to be, you know, huge successes and all that, Honcho especially. And then plenty, plenty of depth, good value, um, and it's just a great... Great atmosphere on track that night. It's a massive crowd, good, plenty of families. No, it just it warms my heart to see that. It's a big race. I love Gawler, and I'm, I'm a Gawler boy, so I'm a bit biased. Okay, well, we had the five heats yesterday, Todd, at Gawler, and we'll get your thoughts on on the uh, the heats and the qualifiers. The first heat was taken out by Alpha Aon for Ben Rawlings, uh, 30.73. Um, was able to run down fantastic Bronx for Richard Sazic. Both qualified. Um, Alpha Aon has a good affinity with the Gawler track. It did win last year's consolation of the Gawler Cup and back again this year and, and made it through to the final. Uh, what was your thoughts on the first heat? Yeah, I'm probably a little bit harsh on Alpha Aon, to be honest. I, 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 like, I always seem to almost risk him a little bit around then. I find him a bit hard to follow. I use the word inconsistent a bit, but his records at like the 600 metre at Angle Park, he's undefeated. Gawler, he's yet to miss a place. So I feel a bit bad when I really look into it. And yeah, you wanted to be on him after the first turn. Um, strong as a bull. I thought he'd catch Fantastic Bronx a lot earlier than he did. It was actually a very good run by Bronx. 1584 that are back. He went electric, and he's going to put a lot of pace into the final. Yeah, and Alpha booted up on that first turn, and he just wanted it more. He knew he was home, but it took him a lot longer than I thought to get Fantastic Bronx. But he's drawn inside. He likes to get off the track a bit, but if he can get a clear run on him, his best section's his last. He'll contend here, really, in the fa- in the final. Okay, and the second he, a bit of a surprise here with Alinga Jess for Yvonne King and uh, taking it out, leading throughout in 3090. Um, this greyhound has one of the most improved greyhounds in the state. Alinga Jess has gone from strength to strength and has now made a Group 3 final. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Exactly what I was about to say. It's hard to think you go back, oh, what, probably four months or so. It was going around in Grade 5s at Murray Bridge and all mm. that, you know, middle pin odds. Yep. And yeah, now it's in a group race 
I don't know what turned the corner with um with her. Amazing. And she went the fastest time to the post. Mm. 319 to the post. Uh 1587 down the back as well. You know, 3090. If she goes like that, her and Fantastic Bronx are drawn next to each other. Oh, I'm I'm worried they could cause a little bit of little bit of trouble for the inside runners. But yeah, absolute bolters. Odds think she went around about thirty to one. And yeah, well done. I yeah, cannot believe one of the most improved dogs in the state. She is. She really is. Okay, and the third heat uh, uh, was uh, Axel Footloose for Ken Trowbridge. We'll, we'll talk to Ken a little bit later in the show. Uh, he was uh, proved a little bit too good for Awesome Catch. He missed a bit of the kick and was a very impressive run. You could not be impressed by both those performances. Axel Footloose went 30-63, and we know the, the quality of this greyhound as a Group 1 winner, so um, made his way through to the final along with Awesome Catch. Yeah, I had to do a double take when I saw it leading like through to catching pen. Um, got a beautiful run across from the five early, and when it led, it just went well. Times and margins, it'll you know it'll win comfortably. Awesome, you know, awesome catch is a handy type, but Axel Footloose, you know, group group winner, strong as anything. It took about two or three lengths off it, like going down the back to the home turn. I could not believe the run of awesome catch. No luck on the first turn. Copped the hip and shoulder. Was. It's hard to say it was a good thing beat when the winner went 30-63, you know, mm. it really, but it was, but Axel Footloose, if it can jump like that in the final, I think it, I, I think it'll, I think it will win, but mm. can it do it, can it do it again? I could not believe where it lobbed. Okay, and the, the fourth heat, Star and East for Jan Jones, has a real affinity with the, the Gawler racetrack, took out the Gawler Produce, produce yeah. uh, earlier in the year, and it's shooting for a $7,000 bonus if, uh, if he can get the money on Sunday night, uh, led um, quite easily, actually he ran thirty seventy six um, and made his way through to the final. Yeah, actually, just looking at the result now, I didn't notice this three seventeens at a post. So, uh, apologies there. Um, Alinga Jess still flew to boxes, but yeah, once again, Star and East loves Gawler. Uh, Jan Jones has done amazing, amazing, very underrated trainer for mine. She's brilliant. She knows what she does, and um, yeah, from the draw as well. It goes from any box, and it probably I class it as a railer, but it jumps better from the wider draws. I know that sounds bizarre. But if it yeah, if it can repeat those sections again, it's also a chance. There's so much depth in this race. And the final heat, um, Ken Tr- Trowbridge was able to get Jack get back through from box one. Probably Todd here, a bit of a, a surprise leader. He was able to push up on the first turn, was able to lead uh, immediate for Deb Coleman, um, was able to run second. Um, Jack get back running 30-70, immediate 30-90. They both progressed through to the final, but Jack get back from box one was able to lead, and, and once he did lead, he was obviously very hard to beat. Yeah, game, set, and match. And I won't lie, I did not like Jack at all from the inside draw. Um, didn't really give him any chance at all. He shut me up very quick. Um, brilliant run, pushed through on the first turn, and like I said, best section of his last. He wasn't going to get run down. And immediate's in the final, and I think the youngest dog in the series. It's not even two. I don't know too much about it, but... Oh, it's going to be a very, very good dog if it's running in this kind of calibre at this age. Well, that we'll have a decent preview, Scott. Uh, sorry, um, Todd of the uh, of the Group Three final a little bit later in the show. The box yep. draw was done last night. We'll go through that for the for the listeners of the Dogcast. Um, also, it'd be remiss of us not to mention Saturday night. Um, Ali Candy Boucher's win for the Rawlings team in Perth won the Group Two All Stars at Cannington, um, and again this greyhound um, we know she's got brilliant speed and Cannington suits her down to the ground. I uh, yeah I was um I as he saw this saw this race and she shanghaied the boxes won like a dollar fifty pop was you never had to break a sweat she ran around at double figures and yeah I couldn't believe it led by about you know six going down the back and. She did get a little bit tired the last bit, but she set up a lead where they weren't going to catch her. Um, you're right, Cannington loves it there. Absolutely, just one like an odds-on pop. Could not believe the price. 
Yeah, she um she went around about eleven or twelve dollars. Yep. Um, she ran twenty nine seventy five and and defeated. The Perth Dogs are very very strong, so for her to go over there and win, that also Todd took a past $100,000 in career earnings, uh, 27 wins from her 59 starts. What a fantastic greyhound she's she has been. And certainly, based on that, there's certainly more um, feature race wins in store for her. Yeah, definitely. When you got pace like that, um, when she's on song, she is one of the best box dogs we got in this state. So, yep, and pace wins races. So, just goes to show. Congratulations to all connections. And on, and on Thursday night, sorry, uh, last week... Um, Maury Kiley took out uh, the Classic Prelude 2 final with Power Burner, who uh, was able to lead, um, won that race. Again, a very strong race uh, on the Cardinal. All those greyhounds will be progressing to the Group 3 Brian Johnson final held um, in late November. The heats of those are on the 13th of November. But Power Burner, again, stringing a lot of good wins together and um, will certainly be one of the main contenders in the Group 3 final. I have to play favourites here a little bit. It was about the only race I got spot on Thursday night. I did tip Power Burner. Crack and race. It just had to dodge Corbett on the first turn. But it shanghaied the boxes again. A surprise leader. Um, I've always had a lot of time for this, for this animal. I think it's going to be a very, very good bread and butter, very good grade 5 dog. And it's just getting stronger and stronger. I think it will end up probably getting 600. But at the moment, that's a long way down the track. Uh, very promising youngster. A lot of time for it. Okay. Well, that's a look at our week in review on SA Greyhound Racing. And we'll be back shortly with the preview. Now the kids are all at school. I was wanting a fur baby to keep me company, but we're always away during school holidays. Then one of the school mums told me about Gap SA's foster care program. <laughs> Not kids. That ship has sailed. Adorable retired greyhounds. They give unconditional love without back chat or needing extra pocket money. Now I'm the one getting pocket money. Yep, Greyhound Adoption Program SA give me everything I need, including a weekly payment. It's only a six-week commitment. Check it out. GapSA.org.au. Best thing I ever did. The Preview. Okay, the preview is brought to you by SA Greyhound uh, Tips Twitter feed, I should say. Free tips for SA Metro Greyhound meetings. Search at the Dogs SA and get on board, as always, gamble responsibly. And Todd, while we've got you in the studio, um, we love what you're doing with the uh, SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. We love the banter. We love the... um, the the responses you're getting from your followers up to around two and a half thousand followers, but most importantly, we obviously love a tipping a winner. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, over the last couple of weeks, you've been in rare form. We went through a bit of a stage there where you tipped uh, twelve of fifteen best bets, which is uh, pretty amazing to do when you consider you have to tip in certain races at certain meetings um, under the sort of the guidelines that we, we, we want to give to our followers mm-hmm. um, with Greyhound Racing SA. And I probably wanted to just ask you a quick question while you've got you here. Yep. Um, you know, when you get in that sort of um, rich vein of form in tipping winners, and we know it can't always last, is it a case of almost throwing the form guide away that you just know the form that well, that you just sort of know what you want to tip? Or do you have to look a bit deeper because there's a lot more pressure? Uh, when I first look, um, well, fa- first of all, thank you very much for that. I needed those those tyres are well and truly pumped. I li- uh, thank you very much for that. Um, when you, you well, much like anyone, when they look through the form and all that, a few of them always stick out. A few runners always stick out, and you kind of know what you think. You know, I think that'll be a good each way chance. I think that'll be. I think that's a moral and all that. Um, so 
I don't really change my tips on my first, my, my gut instinct, you know, um, unless the prices really, really um, change at all. Like uh, the prices, that that's the, that's the be all and end all, you know, what, what they all are. Um, when I did tip 12 out of the 15, going back a little while, like the last week has been a bit dry, but we were on a very hot streak before that. Uh, there weren't too many too many odds on pops. I will tip an odds on pop if um if I can't really find anything um else, and if I think something should be a dollar thirty, dollar forty, no better dollar eighty, dollar ninety, I still will tip it. But no, the prices are the main things what worry to me. But whenever I go through, normally it's all my always my gut instinct. Like there's a few that one right there, you know, unlucky last start, well drawn, and how you think the um you know the race will pan out. There is always a lot of pressure on. I probably probably my own worst critic, and probably put a lot more pressure on myself than I really need to. But uh, no, m- most times are not. I just go with the instinct, go with my gut. Yep, form can go out because you just kind of play it out in your head, and you think this is this is how the race is going to go. Doesn't always go according to plan, but when it does, it's a brilliant feel. I'm um, feeling. But the only thing that can change my mind is when the prices come out. Like if I think, yep, you'll win, but you should be about two fifty, and they open at a dollar seventy or eighty. I still think you'll win, but no, I'm gonna. I'll find something else because there will be other value around. Yep. All right. Well, Todd, we think you're doing a fantastic job. Um, as I said, free tips, Greyhound Racing uh, SA Twitter feed. Get on board. Um, enjoy the banter and enjoy the winners. Yeah, fingers crossed. There should be more to come. Okay, so let's jump into our preview. And and our the main race we want to preview is is the Gawler Cup Final um, at Group Three level on Sunday night. It's going to be a fantastic program. The fields come out later today, but we did have the box draw last night for the Gawler Cup at Group 3 level, and we'll run through that, Todd, and then we'll get your thoughts around um, how you think the race might pan out. Um, one is Axel Footloose for Ken Trowbridge. Two, Awesome Catch for Rob Camilleri. Three, Alpha Aon for Ben Rawlings. Four, Fantastic Bronx for Richard Saziak. Five, Alinga Jess for Yvonne King. Uh, six, Jack Get Back also for Ken Trowbridge. Seven, Immediate for Deb Coleman, eight Star Anise for Jan Jones, and the reserves nine kisses for Clotter for Ben Rawlings, and ten Aston Jedi for Ray Murray. And, and Todd, um, prior to the series, um, it, it was probably had a lot of depth, uh, the heats, um, and no doubt um, the, the final that we've been able to get on Sunday night is uh, a really open affair. Um, and really, I'd be interested to get your thoughts around what you think might happen um, to the first term, because that's going to be crucial as mm. to who will be in front, who will be off the pace, um, where they'll be. And um, and uh, the the market's not out yet, but I imagine it's going to probably be about, you know, 350 the field, I would have thought. Um, but interested to get your thoughts. What, what do you think going to the first term? What are the main chances uh, early and then obviously for the overall result? Yeah, this is a, a cracking field. I can't really put the pen through any of these. Um, I'm still going to stick with my uh, my gut feel. I still like awesome catch from the two. Uh, it can jump a lot better than it did last start. Um, and it was, I could go on about its run. It was a, it was a good thing, but it was an amazing run. No disrespect to Axel Footloose. It went 30-63. Uh, but I am a little bit worried, like I said, where Fantastic Bronx and Alinga Jess are drawn. They're going to be jumping brilliantly and carving straight across. So they're going to make sure the pace is injected into the race. Alpha Aon's going to, I think, jump midfield and try to get wide on that first turn. So I don't really know what will be to wash up in the end. I'm hoping Awesome Catch... Well, first of all, if Axel Footloose jumps like it did the other day, it'll win. Um, If it can do it twice in a row, that's the big question mark. Um, My gut feel says I think it'll probably come out with its normal manners and I think the two will probably be in front of it on the first turn and then it's just about getting the sit behind hopefully to four or to five and you're going to have dogs like Star Anise as well carving across two and if he can sit probably I want to hope third or fourth on the rail he's 
strong strong as a ball. He'll be finishing hard. So I'm still sticking with awesome catch. Uh, once again, Axel Footloose is my second pick. If he does that again, he will win. But I just want to see him do it again, if that makes sense. And um, probably oh, best of the rest. It's really hard. Multiples, why there will be a jackpot multiple in that on this yeah. as well. If you're going to get the first four or anything, it's nearly a field job. I can't even rule out dogs like Alinga Jess and probably Jack Get Back, which will go around probably the bolters of the fields here because Jack Get Back shut me up like, you know, when it won its heat. Uh, Star Anise is going to be probably my little rough, probably, it should be middle pin odds. It's probably my little bit of a rough chance in the race. It loves Gawler. Yep. It back, um, back with Jan Jones flying 317 to the post. I, I didn't even acknowledge that. Very underrated there. And if it gets across, then it'll run 3070 and it's going to be pretty hard to catch. But nope, awesome catch. In short, <laughs> I'm rambling on. I could go on for ages how good this field is. But I am sticking with awesome catch, which is, which is, you know, interstate trained, but still SA owned. SA owned, yes. Um, Tim Aloisi and Matt Lehman um, own Awesome Catch. And they also um, own in partnership with um, um, Damien Bates and uh, um, Michael McSorley immediate for yeah. Deb Coleman. So um, whilst there's two Victorian trained dogs in the final, those two are SA owned. Exactly, and, yep. and the rest of the field is all SA trained. And, and definitely a lot of SA bred dogs in the race as well. So uh, a fantastic lineup. So Todd, you're on to awesome catch. Be interesting to see what uh, what market um, comes um, from the tab. Mm. Um, as I said, I reckon three dollars three fifty is probably what you'd be looking at. I agree. I, f- I don't think that I can't see how there could be a short price favourite here. And like even the dogs which are going to go around bolted odds, I wouldn't mind sharing them. Um, yeah. Yep, I think it will be a very wide, very wide market. But I'm still going to go with the two. It just needs to get around that first turn, safe and sound. Okay, now also on the program on Sunday night, that'll be race eight on the program. There's also there'll be a consolation of the of the uh, of the cup. We we don't know the final makeup of the field just yet, but we we do know a couple of other races on the program. We had the um, Stayers Cup um, over the six forty three, which had a lot of depth through the heats. There was three heats run last um, Friday um, with Gemma Nismo. Uh, winning um, its heat, Spring Brigade uh, winning its heat, and Love Made Me um, cracking through for a well-deserved win, uh, winning winning her heat, and and the depth through that series with the likes of Maddie Matus qualifying, Kenya Chase, Zipping Nitro, Victor Norman, Selgraves, Bindi has really made for a, a really interesting 6:43 meter event. Again, the box draws will be crucial to 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 this race. Whilst it is over six forty three, where the, where the main contenders are, just in looking through the heats, is there anyone that that you like there pre box draw? Um, I think the favourite here will be Geminismo. It might have found its might have found its niche to six hundred mm. meters. Um, it had a few starts at Gawler over to five, where it jumped well, then got, kind of got pressured and lost on the first turn. Um, it's well, it flies the boxes, so six hundred might be its ideal distance. But the little smoky for me. Uh, in this race is Kenya Chase for Rasmussen. Mm. Like um, in the heat, when when they were loading, and I thought, oh, it's going to go pretty hard early. In the last hundred, might be a bit of a test. It bombed the start, used all its mid race acceleration, and I thought, oh, it's going to run out of fuel, and it hit the line pretty solidly. Like time wise, wasn't great. Probably just your standard grade five time. But well, we've seen how it can jump in a five hundred meter race. It can jump a lot better, and if it gets the right draw, it's the one I reckon can do a big improvement. So yeah, I think Geminismo deserves to be favourite. Um, if it gets the guts draw though, and there is pressure around it, that's the main worry. But uh, I think Kenya Chase is the smoky, which will improve. Okay, well that those uh, box draws come out mm. later today. The other um, feature race on the program will be the. Uh, Gawler Sprint Classic, and we had four heats of those on Friday, uh, and the qualifiers were, were Victor Caleb um, from the first seat with Winsome Money, uh, 
Uh, Diamond Lee for Angela Modra is just flying at the moment. Diamond Lee um, and Aston Nirvana. Victor Kylie from Box One. Again, if, if, if she drew Box One, she's got a fantastic record from Box One um, for Mike Giniotis and Ripple Rider. And the final heat was Regazzoni, who's been in terrific form as yeah. well. And, and again, finally broke through for a really good win for Ben Rawlings. Um, defeated Jazzy Footloose. So this obviously is going to be box draw reliant as to the main chances here. But with so much speed, um, some of them, it probably doesn't matter where they draw. They've got such good speed. The likes of Diamond Lee and Victor Kyler. Victor Caleb, we know how quick he can begin. Uh, makes for a really interesting race on the night. Yeah. Uh, well, fastest heat winner here was uh, Victor Kiley. And if it gets the it gets the draw, there's going to be lots of pressure here. She doesn't really like pressure, but that eight fifty eight first split, mm. that's just like it, a break in eight sixty is just unheard of. But when you got the likes of like Diamond Lee, Victor Caleb, win some money we've seen run in the low four thirties at Angle Park to the post as well, and even Ripple Rider came out in eight sixty five. There is going to be so much pace in this race. I think if if Victor Kylie draws an inside draw, will be your favourite. Deserves to be your favourite. But I'm happy happy to kind of take it on just a little bit if it gets the guts because there will be plenty plenty of pace in this race. I probably still stick a little bit with Diamond Lee because it can Shanghai and it doesn't need the lead anymore. It's completely changed when it first started here for Angela Modra. No lead, no go. Like that's that's how it was. But now it's got a lot of you know a lot of you know guts to it now. It'll push through. It doesn't mind a bit of pressure. It'll fight through. So I'm sticking with Diamond Lee. And there's going to be a lot of run on dogs here like. Uh, Rigazzoni will probably be hitting the line as well as anything, but I can't see it lobbing in the first four or five over this yep. over this distance. But I think it will end up going on to be a pretty. I think it will get the five hundred meters. Great race here, but I'm going to stick with um yeah with Diamond Lee, very improved dog since coming SA. Okay, so that's remember that's on Sunday night. Uh, what a fantastic program that is going to be. Those full fields released a little bit later today. Um, with Gawler running on Sunday night. Um, we we have Murray Bridge on Friday, which is a, a really full program, uh, and obviously the main meeting at Angle Park on Thursday night. And Todd, I just want to get your quick thoughts around Thursday night, Angle Park. Um, the feature on the program we the four heats of the of the Lee Rogers um, series. Lee was obviously the food and beverage manager mm. for Greyhound Racing SA for some ten years, and and unfortunately passed away due to a very rare form of of cancer um, a few years ago. He's got a very young family, so to have a, a race named after him is, is is terrific by Greyhound Racing SA, and it's great to get the support from the trainers for exactly. for these series. And we've got some really up and really ex- exciting up and comers in these races um their races four five six and seven and probably just touching on a, on a few of them in race in the first heat little earner for tony rasmussen has been in terrific form went 29 59 on cup mm. night um looks hardest to beat and probably be quite short in the market um the second heat is a bit more open we do see power burner go around in this from box six so will you be a power burner fan for probably this one? There is a couple of there are some good dogs in the race like Mamore, No Knowledge, All on the Up and Jabari. Yeah, plenty of pace here. Um with Power Burner, it's very simple. It needs to dodge you rascal girl. It runs very wide, but it doesn't always tend to jump. Uh, if it dodges you rascal girl, it's drawn to get a good run because Cuddles Lee runs wide as well. Yep. So it's drawn to get a clear run if if the five decides to kind of just miss it just a little bit. Um, if it doesn't, then that first turn's going to be going to be a worry. And yeah, Mamor's probably Mamor's probably one of the fastest dogs in the, in this race. But once again, doesn't really like a heap of pressure as well, as far as I'm concerned. But I'm still going to be sticking with Power Burner. But I don't. He won't be going around double figures this time. No. I'll guarantee you that. 
Okay, the third heat looks like um, Kurong Lucy's to lose from the red for Cam Butcher. Again, she's been in fantastic form and uh, we know she uh, she won a heat of the Oaks at, at Angle Park and she's uh, putting a string of wins together. She's very fast. And then the final heat, heat four, again, probably one of the more open ones. A really interesting race where we have uh, worth a shout for Tony Rasmussen, who was super impressive oh, wasn't on debut last week run. from a, a maiden win. Just came from nowhere to, to storm home. And Connor Peruzzi, which I know, Todd's, I reckon, a bit of a favourite of yours for oh, Yvonne yeah. Maxwell, has such unbelievable mid-race speed um, and good early speed. But generally, the mid-race of this dog is, is exceptional. So it'll be interesting to see where both of them are in the run. Yeah, uh, I I could go on again for ages about worth a shout. Just had no, just had no right to win. I know it was just a maiden, but you watch the race. Even if you watch the replay, you go, I know this dog wins, but it can't win. It can't. Uh, but drawing next to Connor Peruzzi is a worry because never he never misses the kick, and mm. once once they leave the mat, like he's great out of the boxes. But after about twenty or thirty meters, he just goes, puts the jet engines on, and, and just goes. And look, I've re- it's the best one in the litter. I'm happy to say Connor is Connor is the best in the litter. Um, they've all got great pace. I think he'll be the strongest too. He will end up winning a few over the five hundred and that. He's going to put a lot of pace in this race, and I'm worried he might snip the six at the start. Mm. But in saying that. They snipped like his last start. They snipped him. They bumped him. They did everything to get him beat, and he still won. So if Connor's going to need a few lengths on him in the home turn, but I reckon he'll fly these boxes and keep the six very honest if he goes straight to the front. Okay. Well, on Thursday night, um, the first two from each of those heats progressed to through to the final. Um, the following Thursday night, uh, eleven thousand dollar final, a terrific race, and uh, great that this one's on the calendar. Just for the listeners of the Dogcast, Todd. We need to get a probably a best bet for you for Thursday night. Um, in looking through the fields, do you have have you already mentioned one, or is there one there that um, that you reckon the uh, the listeners can jump on board and, and you know continue a good run of best bets? Um, I'm probably going to hedge my bets here, and I'll throw out two at the moment because I don't know what the price of this first one should be. Um, in race three, in the maiden uh, right exit, uh, I can't believe I'm tip- I can't believe I'm tipping this half. Um, you know, from the dog it was, but last week. It ran second mm. to what a shout. Yep. It went sixteen eighty to the back. I I won't lie. I went home. I got the put, turned the computer on. Got my stopwatch out and I clocked the replay because I just could not believe it. I clocked it several times. I believe it. It was right. If it does that, it's going to go sixteen eight to the back. It even overall time was great. Um, they're not going to beat it, but I'm worried it might go around. Pretty short here. Yep. Uh, I do not know the uh, first starter in the one, so a bit of unknown there. But outside of that, probably uh, the. I like the last race actually, a lot of depth in that. But resolutely, it's just been going fantastic. Uh, it was it was going to win Monday until it got, the, got dragged down on the home turn uh, last Thursday. Broke thirty seconds and running second. Uh, if no major like if no major hassles or anything has come from Monday because it was he was dragged down, but Kepi hit the line all right. Uh, I think he'll definitely join to get a clear run there. Lots of wide runners in there. And, yeah, he should be jumping well and hitting the line well. So probably race uh, race 12, number two, Resolute Lee. But if right exit, I, if it goes up short, no, I'd, I'd be staying off it. But if it repeats what it did last week, it wins the maiden. All right. Excellent, Todd. Well, that's a, a look at our preview for the week ahead in Greyhound Racing. It's going to be a great week. So um, good luck to everyone in all the finals. The Interview. Okay, well, Todd, our interview today is a trainer, Ken Trowbridge, and he's been able to get two Greyhounds, a fantastic training performance, to get two through to the Group 3 Gawler Gold Cup final on Sunday night. And he's got Axel Footloose out of Box 1 and Jack Get Back out of Box 6. And we're fortunate enough to have Ken on the line on the Dogcast uh, t- today. So welcome to the Dogcast, Ken. Thanks, guys. 
Well, what a great training performance it is um, to get two greyhounds through to a group group three final. Um, I suppose before we just touch on the on the Gawler Cup, maybe a little bit of a background of yourself and and. Um, obviously just how many dogs you're training at the moment um, and these greyhounds are SA bred so we might touch a little bit on that so I suppose Ken um, for the listeners how many dogs you sort of have in work at the moment is it only a small team yeah yeah so we're uh, we've got four four in work at the moment and we've got two uh, two broodies um, that we've just got in our uh, townhouse at uh, um, Parkholm okay and um so obviously, uh, in regard to living in the park home, it's obviously a more suburban area. Um, yeah. And you obviously you work as well full time. Yeah. So Melissa and I still work both full time. Um, Mel does four days a week, and I'm I do five. Uh, so we get up uh, probably about five o'clock in the morning. And she'll do two dogs, and then I'll I'll. Uh, She'll come home and I'll walk the other two dogs. So we just a bit of a rotation every day. Okay. And so, and obviously have to do a fair bit of traveling as well to get to, to prepare them for the races. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we gallop down at Angle Park, um, well, once or twice a week, uh, depending on, um, how, well, the fitness level. Uh, but yeah, most of the time is, uh, trialing and, uh, racing. But we used to live at Lewiston, so it's not too much difference in tra- time travel to, uh, to get to Angle Park. Okay, well, so we'll, we'll go to the Gawler Cup final now, and then, and then I'll talk about the, the breeding of some of these, because I think it's really quite interesting. So you've got Axel Footloose um, through to the final, and Jack Get Back. Um, great training performance. They're both SA-bred. They're both out of Footloose Diva. Um, and they've they spent a fair bit of time in their early part of the career um, with Jeff Britton um, in Victoria, yep. and, and you've been able to get them them back into um, SA and Axel Footloose we'll talk about him he, he won a group one national derby for you which is a, f- a fantastic achievement at Wentworth Park um, he got him back to SA and he's just taken a little bit of time just to hit his straps um, have you had any slight setbacks with him and, and where do you think he is in his preparation because no doubt in his heat win on uh, Tuesday yesterday he showed that he's almost back to his best yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so in, uh, I'm pretty sure it was uh, March or April, he uh, broke his fibula right at the top and we had to have surgery and uh, got it screwed and he come back from Jeff's to um, uh, rehab um, at our house and uh, we've taken a fair bit of time to get him to get him right. It was, it was quite a bad injury, to tell you the truth. Um, so, yeah, we, we were... Our aim was to go to the Adelaide Cup but we were, we were about a month, so three to four weeks short of the... The Adelaide Cup sort of getting him to his best, but um, yeah, definitely showed us what he could do um, on Tuesday. But uh, he's been trialing good. Uh, just still, I think he needed to work himself out in the field a bit. Uh, Angle Park's obviously a lot different to um, sand down position of boxes and that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, he had that five months away from the track, so obviously it's a credit to to you and Melissa just taking the time to get him back. And he's taken a few runs to hit his straps. Um, and as we said, he won in really good fashion on Tuesday. And he's come up with box one in the final. And he's got a really good record out of the one. He's had five starts for four wins. Um, but he probably hasn't led in a lot of those starts. I mean, he, he tends to be a dog that just comes out of the boxes and finds his way. But he does desperately want the rail. And he showed that yesterday. Um, what's your thoughts around box one and where you might end up with him? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, box one is definitely where we want him. Uh, he's uh, he, he doesn't get out all that well uh, every time. So um, if there's a bit of trouble on that first corner and he and he's not able to sort of weave his way through and he gets gets caught up a bit, um, he's quite a smart dog. So he um, he'll find his line and um, 
pull him when he when he can. Um, but that's not always the case, obviously. Um, I think that's why Gawler sort of suited him a bit better yesterday because the run up to the uh, the first corner is not as long as Ang- uh, Angle Park, so he sort of uh, was with him when as the corner came up. Okay, well, well, let's just talk about Jack Get Back, who, and Todd and myself were talking um, earlier. There was probably a little bit of a surprise leader yesterday, out of the box one. He has good record from the from the one, um, a bit of a surprise leader, and he, he got the job done for you in really strong fashion. He's come up with box six in the final, um, probably not his best draw, and certainly there's a lot of speed around him. Um, what's your thoughts on Jack Get Back? But to, to make the Group Three final, he's done a, he's done a terrific job to get through. Yeah, no, most definitely. Um, it's quite funny because he actually uh, we, we were going to trial him last week, um, but we weren't able to get to uh, Gawler to trial him. So um, he's uh, gone. That was his first run there unseen. So I was pretty happy with his uh, efforts there. Um, he pulled up a bit ginger from that that run. So we'll, uh, we've got to we've got a vet appointment tonight, and we'll see how he goes. Uh, box six, obviously, is not his box, but again, he's strong home. And um, if he finds his, if he can find a, a few gaps, he'll um, definitely push on. Um, but there is a, it's a pretty hot field, so there's lots of good dogs in that in that race. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in looking through his form, um, as I said he spent some time interstate as well. But um, he is he did win the Brian Johnson um, uh, December last, uh, sorry, November last year, and so he's a high quality chaser, and and he has been in terrific form for you. So um, whilst um, he did a good job to win his heat. He has been in really good form. Yeah, no, he's definitely um, he's a lovely dog. He tries his guts out every week, and um, he's probably one of our best chasers we've ever had, to hear the truth. Uh, yeah, no, he's definitely got a position on the couch when he retires. <laughs> yeah, um, hey there, Kenny. Todd, uh, Todd talking here. How you doing, matey? Good, mate, yourself? Yeah, can't complain, can't complain at all. First of all, yeah, congratulations on uh, getting two into the final. Uh, I had to do a double take on both of them. I, I'll be honest, I did not like Jack from the inside draw. So when he led, he, he, he shut me up very quick. So he's a handy one to have in, <laughs> as backup in the final. But um, was yeah, there I any... I didn't expect either. Yeah. And is, was there any secret? Like, I could not believe where Axel lobbed as well. Is he, like, was there, is there any kind of little, is he, like, is there anything to do with having, like, a preview or not? What, was there any secret to getting in the lob that close? Because that was game, set, match when he was second on the first turn. No, I think it's it's just if you actually go back to all his history of his runs, mm-hmm. it's, it's what he does on the corners. It's just because of his injury, he's taken a fair while to come back of from where he used to be. So his first couple of runs at Angle Park weren't we didn't hit him so much at all, and we thought we'd broken him. So, <laughs> but uh, he's just he's just come back into his own. He, he's le- learning like learning the tracks and learning where to come in. And so he's like I said, he's just a really smart a smart dog, and he'll um, try to find the best way to get to that rail. Uh, as soon as he can. Yeah, no, no doubt. If he can jump like that, he's going to be a big threat in the final. Um, I was just wondering with the breeding. Obviously, he's out of um, is foot Footloose Diva. If off the top of my head, am I? Is, is that was yep, that? Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Yeah, um, correct. Yep. Is that one of the obviously one you said you had two broodies at home? That's that's one of them, obviously. Yes, yes. Yep. The other one's the sis. Uh, the sister was uh, Miss Footloose. Oh, Miss Footloose. Yeah, I remember Miss Footloose. Yeah. Yeah, yep. she's, uh, she's she's just, we just call her the crazy auntie. So <laughs> she just <laughs> so yeah no. Um, uh, Steve is still up. Uh, yep, she's still living the life um, on the couch. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, was a good litter. It, um, all the dogs have um, nearly all dogs have broken thirty mm, yeah. uh, Angle Park. So I'm pretty pretty happy with that. No, you got to um, be decision. I always like knowing um, with trainers as well when they get dogs with you know the same names like prefixes and that. Is there any any story behind Footloose? You're not just a, you're not a, you're not a Kenny Loggins fan or anything like that. Is there a story behind it? No, no. The, the story is uh, we when we originally uh, 
bred with the, the, the mother who was um, out of hallucinate. And um, at those days, I think you still have to write 10 names down for what you actually oh, want to do. Um, yeah, and we had, I think Footloose was like, Footloose was one of the last ones we had. <laughs> uh, we just picked the, we just picked Hallucinate as in the last, yeah, Halluce, and then we just put Foot, because Dog's got a Foot, and then <laughs> just come up with Footloose. <laughs> and uh, so it's quite good, because all that, and every dog now, we just sort of relate it back to the, uh, the, 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 the movie Footloose, and that's how all the names come about. Fair, cool. Yeah. No, brilliant stuff. No, I re- um, appreciate that. I always, like, I always like hearing those stories, but um, yeah, that's all for me. Yeah. Honestly, all the best, all the best on Sunday. Fingers crossed for you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, just Ken, just just on that, and Todd brought up a really good point, and I suppose it's one that I just wanted to touch on with Footloose. I suppose from a, a racetrack performance, if you if you going back when she um, she was uh, when you decided to breed with her, um, yep. she'd only had like six starts um, in her career and, and one win, um, and on form, not a lot to get excited about. To be fair, um, and yep. then her her. Um, dam, which was Scarlet, she only had the three starts for two placings. So, and of course, Footloose has become an outstanding um, brood bitch because she produced obviously Oakvale Destiny, Oakvale Flyer, Texas Titan, and Footloose Diva, which now has Axel Footloose Jack Get Back. So the line is fantastic. But I'm Correct, just wondering, yeah. I'm just wondering how with Footloose, what was the for, for anyone out there from a selecting of a brood bitch, um, and it's not just about perhaps race form, um, it's no. possibly other things. So how did you come about with, with her as, as possibly being the brood bitch? Or was it one of those things that just, a, you know, a diamond in the rough maybe? Hmm. Well, maybe a little bit, but she is very well bred. Um, we, when we did decide to breed with her, we'd only been in the industry for probably 12 months, to tell you the truth. Um, so it was very early days. Uh, Nathan and Melissa, they are very, uh, uh, they, they researched really hard to get um, Vaporwell. Yep. So um, they, I think it was, it was not, it wasn't just going to the, the most expensive um, sire. It was doing the homework and having, having, yeah, talking to a lot of people and getting the, 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 um, you know, the, the lines right. And, yep. and obviously it's always a gamble, but um, this one paid off and um, it's been a, it's been a, like a roller coaster ride really to, um, so for a couple that have been in the industry for 12 months to end up with a little like that, it's just like a dream come true pretty much. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's a, that's a good point, Ken, that you make, that you, you guys did your due diligence, you, you, you really looked into the bloodlines um, and, and the families and then selected a sire that would match, um, that would match her. Um, yeah. and, and through that, you've been able to get some success, which it, which it doesn't happen to everyone, um, but you've given no, yourself every no. opportunity for that to occur. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, well, listen, thanks, Ken. We, we Both Todd and I wish you the absolute best on Sunday night with um, with both your greyhounds, um, Axel Footloose and obviously Jack Get Back. Hopefully um, he's okay to take his spot. Um, yeah, all the best at Group 3 level. It's going to be a fantastic night. And, um, yeah, nothing but uh, the best of luck on Sunday night. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. No worries. That was Ken Trowbridge, our special guest on the Dogcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Dogcast. Todd Gray, thank you for your time today. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Thanks for having me again. And we hope to see uh, you all on Sunday at Gawler for the Group 3 Gawler Gold Cup final. It's going to be a terrific night. Get out there and enjoy the Greyhounds.